Welcome to the Lifestyle Investor Podcast. Imagine being able to earn passive income, build long-term wealth, while gaining total freedom from your business or job. That's what lifestyle investing is all about. I'm your host, Justin Donald, and in less than two years, my investments drove enough passive income for both my wife and me to quit our jobs. And now, I want to show you how to do the same. I want to teach you how to create wealth without creating a job. You'll learn the exact same investment strategies I use to multiply my net worth to over eight figures all before the age of 40. If you want to learn all about low-risk cash flow investing, achieve financial freedom, and live the life you truly desire, this podcast is going to show you exactly how to do it. Culture is the glue that holds everything together and defines who we are as a family, community, and business. We can intentionally craft this culture or let external factors unintentionally shape it. Chris Smith is a testament to this understanding of culture. He embodies the belief that culture is not just what we say or believe, but it's what we do, how we do it, and how we consistently align our actions with our stated values. This is the true essence of a thriving culture, one that echoes in the corridors of a home or an office. Chris is the mastermind behind the Campfire Effect, a framework that helps entrepreneurs and brands tell their stories effectively. Alongside his wife, Melissa, he also created the Family Brand, a powerful resource that empowers individuals to become better parents and spouses and ultimately build stronger families. Whether you're a business owner looking to strengthen your company culture or a parent striving to build a healthy family dynamic, this episode is packed with value. In our conversation, you'll learn the three-pillar framework for building an amazing family and company culture, how to discover your true calling and stop living from a place of should, and practical tips on being more intentional in business and in life. One more thing before we get to today's interview. Chris has something special for Lifestyle Investor Podcast listeners. He's sharing his family brand and belonging digital guide. He believes that creating a feeling of belonging in your home is a foundational piece of having an amazing family culture. Inside, Chris shares 20 powerful questions that you can ask your children or spouse to create more connection and ultimately more belonging. To get access to this gift, visit lifestyleinvestor.com forward slash 135. Thanks for listening. And without further delay, my conversation with Chris Smith. What's up, Chris? Great to have you on the show. Hey, man. I am stoked to be here. Obviously, you know you and I know each other a little bit, but more so I've heard the most amazing things about you, Justin Donald, from some of the most incredible people that I know. So I've been excited to connect with you for quite some time, and I'm honored to be here. Well, thanks for the kind words. And, and by the way, your reputation has preceded you very much so the same way. And, and I've been eager to get to know you from several mutual friends, and I'm going out to visit one of them tomorrow, actually. Yeah. So I'm very excited uh, just for you to share your story and, and the cool things you're up to. You have two different companies, two different brands that are creating a huge impact in the world. And and I'm excited to get into those. But before we do, I'm just curious where your entrepreneurial journey started. Like, 
How did you get to where you are today? What what made you feel like you had what it took to be an entrepreneur? Yeah, maybe there was some foreshadowing in uh, sixth grade, actually, at the year in school assembly when like you're about right before summertime and they're telling you all the amazing things you've accomplished. I think I still to this day got punked because my friend before me, literally his award was like most likely to become president of the United States. And then my next buddy, like most likely to succeed. And then they go, Chris Smith, least likely to be found in his seat. Like that was the award I got in front of the whole school was least likely to be found in my seat. My mom was, my mom was like, oh my gosh, like that's my kid. And my mom asked me like, why'd you get that award? And I was like, I just, I can't not be up out of my seat. Like I just can't not talk to people. I can't tell stories. I can't, like, I just have to communicate with people. And so maybe that was some, I just, I've always loved the idea of like connection and influence and, and telling stories. And I didn't, and never in my mind was like, oh, I'm going to become an entrepreneur someday. But I just naturally went into sales and business development. And I think, Justin, I was too naive and too dumb to know that sales even had a stigma around it. I didn't know. So I just saw sales as a way to like serve people and connect. And so I was the head of business development. And I was good at it. And I, and I always sold through story and was super raw. But I started having some success. And then what ended up happening is I became the head of business development for a wealth management firm. And I'm just there doing business development, doing what I always do knowing how to bring in business, confident in that. And what happened was this wealth management firm, which was an RIA, merged with an insurance planning firm. And I thought, great, like more holistic, better offering. They move us all into a new office together. And I just kind of start watching this merge unfold. I don't know if you've ever been part of a merge, but... Oh, yeah. They're they're not usually the most intentionally thought out. They just kind of like, oh, there's a business deal here. And they slap them together and whatever bodies are left laying at the end, you know? We'll figure it out later. Yeah. And I'd never been through it. I'm super naive. And so I'm just watching this merge unfold. And I'm like, man, we are not being intentional about these two brands becoming a new brand and the culture. And so I just kind of raised my hand and volunteered and said, you know, I'd always been intentional about my own story and my own message as the head of business development. And they were kind of like, dude, knock yourself out. Yeah. Like just leave us alone. But if you want to help figure some of the brand culture message. So I just started trying and I made a bunch of mistakes. I was super naive. Long story short though, they started listening to me and they started saying, maybe he has some things that could help us be more intentional about our identity and who we are and our message and our culture. So I didn't realize it, but it was actually my first case study. I was just getting to have fun. And I always joke, they couldn't fire me because I was doing it for free as a volunteer. Well, we started, they did let me kind of reshape the identity of the firm, our message, our brand, our culture. They let me start talking a lot about leadership. And within two years, we were bringing in as many assets under management in a month as that firm had ever done in a year. Wow. And that's where the light bulb went off. And the, and the owner actually came and gave me ownership. He, he walked in my office one day and goes, we could have never done this without you. He's like, I want to give you equity in the company. And the minute he did it, I knew that like, that's the thing I was actually called to do. So it kind of happened by accident. And I just said, whatever we just did here and being super intentional about our identity and our culture and our sales and like, and so what I call it now is leadership and language, basically. I boil everything I down to like leadership and language. And so that was several years ago and I just, they gave me their blessing and they didn't want to see me go, but they became my first client. And I start, I've been refe- kind of trying to perfect the, the method and the model ever since. Oh, I love it. Important question. Were you able to keep your equity? I actually, I sold it back. And so it actually ended up being a really good thing. And I probably could have, but I realized like what would have been best for that relationship because he became a close friend at that time would be to, to sell it back. And they're still best friends to this day. We go on a family trip with them every, every June. So yeah, it was a cool experience, but it happened kind of by accident. 
That's awesome. And by the way, that's the answer right there. Do what's best for the relationship, Yeah. right? Like, especially when this relationship matters, you want to nurture it. That's fantastic. Yeah. He was someone who'd been really good to me and my family and our kids had become really great friends. And and what I realized, my favorite quote has become the two most important days in your life are the day you're born and the day you find out why. Mark Twain, yeah, one of my favorite authors of all time, one of my favorite books of all time. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So I didn't realize that's why I was put on this earth. It had never occurred to me like uh, up until that point, Justin, like, what's my calling? Like, what's this thing? I was just, hey, I'm good at sales. It makes a great living for my family. So I just did that. It was through this process that I was like, I think this is why I was put on this earth. Like, I think this is my calling, but it, it just kind of came through by accident. I was just trying to help. And it's just been this most amazing blessing and this most wild ride the last 10 years. Oh, I love it. And and by the way, I want to weigh into that a little more, but I've got to tell you, the award that you won, I think is the greatest award I've ever heard. The award of least likely to be in your seat. (laughs) I mean, that is a classic award. And I feel like there's originality in that award, right? Like, like they're like, let's let's find a custom made award here for Chris Smith. How can we dress this up and make it sound like kind of good? Yeah. It's like he doesn't fit into the, any of the categories of the awards we have. So we got to come up with this. I <laughs> uh, love it. That is so good. Yeah. But it's so fitting too, right? Because your career, like you, you could even see at a young age that you were relationship oriented, people oriented, that served you well in sales. It served you well in consulting. It served you well in deep-rooted relationships with key people. So I think that's great. And so this trial, this test, which happened in the company, this wealth management firm and this insurance company that that merged, this is like a total one-off, like, you can't fire me, I'm doing this for free. Let's see if this works. This becomes the campfire effect, right? That, yeah. That's the business that was that was kind of spawned. And how did you get the name campfire effect. And by the way, I already know the answer, but I love it. So I I want everyone else to know. Yeah. So I decide I'm going to go do this again. had this conversation with my buddy. He's like, well, I don't want to see you go, but if you are, we want to be your first client because we want to keep working with you. That gave me the confidence to, and then I just go out and start enrolling because I know how to enroll. Even though I didn't really have this really proven method or framework I did from one company. So I just was able to enroll people into this kind of you know, mysterious thing, but still get them to You're a sales working. guy. Yeah. You can sell them into whatever and make it sound good. I can roll them into the vision of what's possible. And so I, I was doing that. They were like, well, where's your website? It's like, don't have one, you know, which by the way, it's, a, it's this myth that so many startup entrepreneurs like, I got to have a website. I got to have this. It's like, no, you don't. Like I, I went and created a lot of revenue and a lot of impact before I had a name for my company before I even had a, you know, and there's some, some aspects of that that would have been good had I done it. But I was just, so a buddy of mine one day was sitting down with me at lunch. He's like, well, what is this? Like, what are you going to call this? And I was like, man, I'm that's what I'm struggling with. I was like, I was like, you know, it's what I'm trying to create is like that effect that takes place when you're sitting around a campfire, because when you're sitting around a campfire, everything's so authentic and you're so present. You're not thinking about yesterday. You're not thinking about tomorrow. The like human connection is effortless. And I was like, cause that's what I think we created inside of that firm. We created this effect of inside the, the culture of the firm and the leadership was just super authentic and connected. And we created a culture of belonging Because when have you ever been around a campfire where you didn't feel like you belonged? Yeah. You just feel like you belong. And then, and then I also want people to, when they go out to like sell and enroll to have so much confidence that it doesn't feel like selling. It just feels like you're sitting around the campfire. It's like, it's like that effect. And my buddy goes, yeah, it's the campfire effect. So literally it was just like this conversation. And so that's, that's what we just ran with it. And that's what we've called it since. 
Oh, I love it. That's fantastic. And and there's this level of intimacy that exists with a campfire effect, right? Like you're not sitting on screens out at a campfire. You're engaged. You're yeah. It's dark out. You're seeing people totally present and often totally vulnerable because you're you're beyond the surface level stuff. Yeah, that that's really cool. There's also this element that around the campfire is like I think you start to kind of wonder around like you start to just think about what could be possible. Like what's out there? And that's a that's a thing that we talk a lot about in the in the campfire effect is when we work with organizations is we want to help them start to get like access to what could actually be possible because what's possible is usually way bigger and way more than we think is possible. Yeah, and this is like this whole concept that I implemented years ago that has been massive for me with kind of creating a space to think, uh, to to carve out to basically. Uh, eliminate all the distractions or interrupt the interruptions, right? Mm. And and so that you can get intentional, you can get proactive. And so when I think about like a campfire, you're kind of creating a space where you're proactive. You're not being distracted by notifications or work emails or or whatever it is. And so that was huge for me. And I feel like you you get that. You're creating time and space. Uh, to just think and dream and wonder and converse and go deep. Um, So I love that. Uh, I also want to mention that there are a lot of people and, uh, you know, I want to protect privacy, but there are big name companies that have done this, that have worked with you and have hired you. There are big name personalities and people in, let's call it popular culture or whatever. Do you love the podcast and the book and wonder what the next step should be on your lifestyle investor journey? For a limited time, my team is doing free personalized consultation calls to learn more about your goals and determine which of our courses or masterminds will help you get to the next level. Whether that's to make your first investment or to create your first income stream of passive income, or whether that's to achieve ultimate financial freedom. If you'd like to reserve a spot, head over to lifestyleinvestor.com forward slash consultation to book a free strategy session while they're still available. Again, that's lifestyleinvestor.com forward slash consultation. Um, So this brand has become a big brand and this is kind of like a consulting gig, but you had another business that basically spawned from this business, which is Fantastic. So, so talk about that. Talk about the family brand. Yeah. So, so with the campfire effect, our methodology is called uncover your identity, unlock your message, unleash your team. So in that order. So we help, we help them first uncover their identity of like who they really are, because what's so interesting as entrepreneurs and organizations is over time, we don't, this, this kind of happens slowly without us even realizing it. What happens in most organizations and, and most entrepreneurs is what they do and who they are just start to meld into one thing, unfortunately. And they really lose sight of the who they are and they make it all about what they do. The problem most times is what they do is highly commoditized. So we come in and the very first thing we do is we separate those two things back out again and we help them realize this is what you do and it's amazing, but like, let's get deep on who you are, like what you wanna be known for, your identity. And when we unlock that, it unlocks everything. And we talk a lot about leadership, like showing up like a leader and having language like a leader, right? So we'd be doing this for organizations and individuals, like you said, uncovering their identity, unlocking the message, unleashing their team. And our promise to them was, hey, fly in and spend a day with us. That'll kick off our engagement. And 
you'll have gotten your complete ROI and you'll have more clarity after that one day than the entire time you've been in business or we'll give your money back. Wow. There's like this really bold promise. So, so like this is to kick off the engagement. At the end of that one day, you will have gotten your entire ROI and you will have more clarity than you've ever had on who you are. And so companies are like, take us up on it. And every time they leave, at the end of the day, individuals are coming like, yeah, I've got my all of, I got my whole money's worth and I'm more clear than we've ever been. Well, so we were creating these and then, we, and then we would work with them and we would work with them to take that identity and that message and drive it through all of their sales, marketing, branding. And then we'd also drive it internally through a framework we created called the cultural operating system to like culturalize it. And cool things were happening. Well, driving home from the office one day, we'd had an entrepreneur, a firm fly out from New York to work with us. And at the end of the day, he goes, I didn't think you guys could do it, but you delivered like you kept your promise. Like I'm so excited for the next 90 days. But he said something to me that really stuck with me on the drive home. He said, Chris, what we did today will impact our firm for the next hundred years. Well, the reason that impacted me is because my time in wealth management, it's really commonly known this idea of shirt sleeves to shirt sleeves in three generations, that over 90% of all families that inherit any kind of wealth by the third generation, over 90% of the time, all the money's gone and it's completely destroyed the family. Yeah, because you can name the few families on one hand that defy the odds, right? Yeah. It, it's that small of a group. Which that number always blew my mind. Like when I was in wealth management, it's like, and to this day, we still work with a lot of financial advisors and wealth managers and the number is still staggering, like, man, over 90%. So when he said, this will impact our firm for the next hundred years, I thought hundred years, that's three generations. And something about that too, that just kind of clicked. And on the drive home, I was like, well, I want something to impact my family for the next hundred years. And then I thought, why have I never taken my family through the very process I'm taking these entrepreneurs and organizations through. They're creating these incredible transformations. It just hit me like, I want to be intentional in my family. I want to uncover our family's identity. I want to unlock our family's message. I want to unleash our family team. You know, this. so I just went home and told my wife, I was like, it was date night. Actually, that night, we're pretty committed to weekly date. I shouldn't say pretty. We're very committed to a weekly date. And uh, on our date, I said, hey, I want to take our family to the campfire effect. And she's used to my crazy ideas as an entrepreneur. So she's like, yeah, sure, whatever. You know, like, and we weren't really thinking that anything profound. We just, an an experiment. And man, Justin, it like really started making a difference in our marriage, in our home, in the culture of our home, the relationships with our kids, this new language that we had access to. And you know, when I say that everything I'm about is leadership and language, it really is. Like, I believe that language is the fundamental element of creation. And that's a bold, like, there's a lot packed into that statement that I could talk hours about, but I'll just say like, there's never been anything in the world created without language first. And you can't speak and it not create. And unfortunately, most people are using language that is actually creating further away from what they want, whether they realize it or not, even organizations. It's like the very language they're using is not contributing to what they want to create most. Well, by taking our family through this process, we unlocked a new language. Like we had access to different language that's just started upgrading our lives and our, our culture of our home and our relationships. And I was kind of like, man, this is powerful. And then we had an artist take this language of mission, vision, values and design it and hang it up in our home. And so people started asking about it. And then I was one day, I told my wife, I was like, we just like branded our family. How cool is that? Like, just like you would a company, but we branded our family. We created a family brand. And I was like, family brand, that's a great domain. And yeah. of course it was for sale. They wanted a ton of money and I negotiated with them, eventually got it bought. So we were just sitting on it, doing nothing with it. But then my wife, one day, she's an RN, you know, we have five children. And so she was like, really pondering, do I go back to work? When would I like to go back to work? 
and just actually praying and asking God, like, what should I do? I wasn't getting an answer. And then she listened to a podcast that said, hey, if you're praying to God and you really want God to give you an answer of what to do with your life, maybe don't ask, what do you want me to do? Or, or, or share with him your ideas. Maybe you should say, hey, what do you want me to do to build your kingdom? That's a better question, right? That's powerful. Yeah, like let's stop being self-seeking. And totally, and she was. Let's serve, yeah. She said, I was, I was totally being self-seeking in my prayers, like for me. So she goes, all right. So she goes, very first time I actually prayed and say, well, all right, God, what do you want me to do to build your kingdom? She said in, in an instant, this thought, just build my kingdom by building families. Wow. So to my wife's credit, she had the courage. Like she did not renew her nursing license after all that work to become an RN and has like gone all in on her calling. And so she created the podcast and we've created this program now for families. And it's, we just feel really like blessed, like that we're making a difference for families out there in the world. That's awesome. Well, I'm thankful for what Melissa's doing and what she's leading and have had the privilege of being on your podcast. And I just love what you guys stand for on so many levels. What enriching and like powerful way. In fact, like what's more powerful than establishing this brand for the thing that matters the most? Yeah. I just, I think it's incredible. I interviewed Rich Christensen. I'm not sure if you know Rich and yeah. how well you know him and Legato family. And, and I just think he's doing amazing things in the world. And I'm just such a huge fan of him, but I'm also just such a huge fan of you and what you're doing and John Roman with Front Row Dads. And there, there's a number of different groups out here that are are saying, hey, let's put family in the driver's seat and let's create like a priority around this and let's start from the foundation. And I just love that you guys are about that. Well, and, and what's interesting is that like, I love the work that Rich is doing with Legato. I love what John's obviously doing with Front Row Dads. What's so fascinating is if you're an entrepreneur and you want to go find resources to upgrade your brand, your identity, your message, your culture, your operations, your systems, endless amounts of resources, like <laughs> right. too many right. actually, in fact, right? Totally. But if you're a family who wants to upgrade those same things as a family, they're few and far between, sadly. So like I want a hundred more family brands out there in the world. I want a hundred more front row dads. And I think most, all those people would agree that like, it's so big. There's so many families to serve that we'll never get to in a lifetime that I'm, I'm glad to see. And I don't see it as competitive at all. Like anytime I hear someone like, oh, we're doing work with families or we're doing work with dads or we're doing work with moms. I'm always like, great. Like we need more. We need more people, you know, doing the work that my wife's doing and taking a stand for families. Yeah, there's no doubt. And but also I think that there is a framework that a lot of people operate out of, but I think the majority of people say, "All right, I'm going to have the biggest skyscraper by tearing everyone else's skyscraper down. Like I'm going to be the best through competition, through whatever means I need to do, and I'm going to destroy your skyscraper. Mine's going to be the biggest." And then I think you have a small percentage of people that actually say, I am going to build everyone else's skyscraper up and in the process, attract more people into our city because there are so many skyscrapers totally. that look really nice, right? Yeah. It's like, we need more people out there doing what Family Brand does and Front Row Dads and, and Legato, in my opinion, because it creates awareness for this industry, which this industry, even entrepreneurs, a lot of times, they'll pretty easily stroke a check for 10, 20, 50, sometimes $100,000 to make an investment in their business. Ask them to make 
write a check for five, ten thousand dollars to invest in their family, even though it's just it's not a muscle that we've ever been. So I think we need that muscle to be trained in more people by having, oh, that is an industry that you and and sadly, most of the investments that families do make into their family is reactive once there is a problem. Like then we find ourselves paying for rehab, therapy, counseling, which those those things are great. But it's like, I believe that families should be given the opportunity to proactively financially invest in the strengthening of their family. And I'm not talking about like a family trip. That to me is an indirect, it's still proactive. I'm saying like, no, like just like you'd brand a company, just like you'd create values for a company, just like you'd learn to upgrade your parenting skills. Like, yeah, I just think we need way more people out there giving families the opportunity to invest in their family. You would never run a company without clarity here. You might as a scrappy entrepreneur get started that way and maybe have not seen it, but to scale, to attract people, to have exits, like you have to have clarity on those things to really make it. uh, You really have to know, like, why are you here? What are you about? What's the problem that you're solving for? And if companies need this to be successful, I would argue that families need it even more. Totally. Like we don't think about this idea of like scaling a family. It's like, well, yeah, you you could scale your family and, and whatever that means, scale the experiences, scale the adventures, scale the connection. But it's not, again, it's not going to happen by accident. Just like yeah. scaling a company would never happen by accident. It's going to require some real intentionality. And, and it's like, it always makes me laugh when an entrepreneur or a family says, well, the problem is we just don't have a culture mm. or the problem is we just don't have values. And I always go, no, you, whether a business or a family, it's impossible to not have a culture. Yeah. It's either defined by you or you don't have it and everyone else creates it. Yeah. It's either you have a culture, whether it's by design or by default, you have values, whether by design or by default. So what we're saying is you might as well just do it by design, create the culture of belonging and love by design, create values by design, create language. And look, this idea of leadership, the greatest leadership development opportunity in the history of the world is in homes, not out in companies. Like, you know, so this, you're a leader in your home, like all, everything that applies. and, And we've borrowed so many strategies in our own family and that we teach in family brand and we always give credit to the book we but we borrow so many great business strategies that apply to families and so but it's really easy to you're so busy building a business you can forget to build your family and so i just i love though that where i'm at right now between campfire and family brand is i just see that i have this opportunity to kind of you know just wake people up to what's possible around their leadership and their language whether it's to grow the culture of their firm or or grow the sales of their company or it's to grow the culture of your home and grow the people that are in your home. And from the culture standpoint of your home, it, like I, I think about like scaling the impact that we can have as a family, you know, I, I think that's incredible. But if you're not intentional, then the default is actually societal and cultural values and standards, which I'm going to argue for most people are way below a comfortable threshold or, a, or an acceptable threshold. Yeah. So you're already swimming upstream to a certain degree. So the earlier we can start establishing the values and establishing the family brand and who you are, what you stand for, the impact that you're going to have in the world, the better off your family is going to be. Yeah. And I think you said this on when you were on the Family Brand podcast, Justin, like the alternative of not defining your family's values and doing it by design. It's not just that it won't, it's not like, oh, it just, it's not going to happen. No, the way I see it is, if you don't define what your family stands for, the world's going to do it for you. Yeah. So it's like, it's not like a, well, we'll just, we'll still be okay. But because you brought that point about intentionally growing together, 
it's not the opposite of intentionally growing together. Isn't well, we just don't grow together. It's no, we actually are going to grow apart. That's right. So there's a risk and and there is a cost. And I guess if there was one word that probably sums up everything that I'm striving for, at least is yeah, just I'm striving myself. I'm trying to be as intentional as I can in my own business, my own family, and I just want to help other organizations. Just like that first firm that I was with, when when I saw the two companies coming together, I just was like, man, we could be more intentional about this. We could do this by design and on purpose. We could intentionally create a culture of leadership in this organization. We can intentionally go out and control the message we're going to share, or we just let it happen. And the same thing with families is like, and intentionality requires work. Clarity requires work. It, like you have to take a stand for it. But yeah, I mean, I just, it, it lights me up. I love, I love doing it. That's so cool. And you have some very prominent, high-profile people that are going through family brand that have just gone through and are currently going through or about to go through your process, which I think is so cool. Let's back up here for a quick second for Campfire Effect. So I'm imagining, I might be way off here, but is there kind of like an immersive program or process that you do with these companies where there's like a weekend or a series of days, or, or you know, maybe it's a two-day, three-day, one-day, whatever it is, and then there's the option to continue on for a longer period of time? Is that kind of how it works? That's how it used to be prior to COVID, right? We would kick off with kind of these two-day workshops, and people could decide if they wanted to go further. What we have now is we have a six-month group program that's really, we're, we're building it with them and helping them implement it, and then we have our, kind of our, our done-for-you program where it's one-on-one. So we have those two different options. And really, what one of the things that we say a lot in that is the goal when someone comes to work with Campfire Effect to upgrade their leadership and their language, right, to, to unlock this growth, is we want to help them become what we refer to as the preeminent brand of choice in their market. Mm, that's good. And the definition of the word preeminent is that you're very distinguished in some way and you've surpassed all others. Mm, that's good. And not because there's like, and it doesn't mean it like it's a better than or a bigger than, like it has nothing to do with that. It's like you've surpassed everyone else because of the value you provide and the language around the leadership. And you, you're just so clear on who you are and how you articulate it. Just, it's kind of unfair. It's like, there's, there is no competition, so to speak, because they hear you speak, they see how you show up, they see how everyone else speaks and how everyone else, and there's like, well, there's no question I'm going to work with Justin. Like it's not, there's not even a question in my mind. And you can actually create that through leadership and language. However, it's easy, though, sometimes to step over dollars to pick up dimes. And what I mean by that is a lot of companies, the reason we added the the cultural piece later, the cultural operating system, is we saw that some of our clients were getting so focused on this new identity and leadership and language was all about sales, 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 growth, growth, growth. They were kind of stepping over their very own people to have it all be about their clients and customers. And we were like, well, no, this identity that we've uncovered we have to live it first. It has to be about your people first. And then you and your people collectively go serve the clients and the customers. But yeah, so sorry, I, I, I got us off track there. But yes, yeah, so we have a six-month group and then you know one-on-one where we'll work with individuals or organizations. I love it. And then what about the family brand? Is that uh, more of like a, a one-time experience or is there a tale that continues on or group type of dynamics? Because I remember when I first learned about working with you, and I don't even remember what happened, but I thought we were all in agreement that we were moving forward. This was with uh, Casey Weed, and I think we had all set up to like go through your program together. It was going to be the Johnsons, the Sparks, the Weeds, and the Donalds. That's right. Yeah. So this is like way back. By the way, we're revisiting that, Justin, now that you brought it up. We got to make it happen. I love it. Yeah. So like we were hanging out in, in January when you were in Austin, and I totally 
was connecting more dots. And then uh-huh. I remember hearing after the fact from Casey that they did it and it was amazing and how cool it was. And I'm like, what the heck? I thought we were all doing this together. But I didn't even get like, I said, yes, I was in. Where's the memo? Dude, I'm one of the cool kids. Like, how yeah. do I get like, so the way Melissa's designed family brand is, so first of all, what's cool is like, I think there's so many people, whether it's for organizations or families, where you're, you're sometimes the, the, the fear is, okay, I'm going to buy this thing. It's going to be useful. It's going to have some useful tips, but I'm not actually going to get to the end conclusion that I really want. And that was like not optional for us with family brand. It was like, look, if you go through the program, you will at the end have a defined mission statement, a defined vision statement, seven core values. And there's sevens for reasons, all based on research and science that we've and so we have a digital program that does that. So, so families want to say, hey, I, I just want to do this together as a family on our own. We have countless examples and dozens and dozens of families who've like, yeah, we completed the program. And at the end, we had our core values. We had a clear vision of who we wanted to become as a family. And we have the cultural operating system and we know how to live it. We then also have groups. So we'll, we'll kick off groups that go through at a time. And that's more of the community aspect. And we've had families like, like you're talking about with Casey, who've just said, Hey, I've got a group of five to 10 families that I want to, and these are families that I want to grow. I want to be intentional about growing together with them. Right. And so they'll come kind of enroll us into like an immersive experience for their group of families. And then we ourselves have a rolling program where you can jump in that's three months long. And then at the end though, we really want families to stay connected to it because our vision is to build the largest community of intentional committed families who are living life by design that are just inspiring each other. And I just keep speaking it out into the universe because we're going to create it. This September, we're putting on the first ever what we're calling the Family Summit. It's going to be small. We've rented this amazing retreat cabin up in uh, Utah. But our vision would be that eventually the Family Summit has thousands and thousands of families from all over the world, including their children. It's a mastermind for families. Because you know we go to these masterminds for just us as the business owner. That's right. But what if we could have a mastermind where the whole family gets to come and we're teaching entrepreneurial principles to kids and wellness and like... And then we have a few families right now that, you know, if they want, they can hire us one-on-one and my wife, Melissa guides them through. And it's like a done for you. And at the end, they've built their family's brand. They have their cultural operating system. They know how to live it daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annually. So we teach them cadences and rhythms. Again, just like a successful business has. Why don't we have these cadences and rhythms as a family? And sometimes people ask like, how do you guys do the things you do with your family? Like, how do you sell everything you own and move to Hawaii for a year? And how do you take these trips? And how we tell like, it's all guided by our family's brand, our values. It doesn't happen by accident, but it's important to us because of what we've decided we're committed to as a family. So talk about that because the the whole reason I started the Lifestyle Investor Podcast was to like really figure out how to help people live an epic lifestyle, like something that they are thrilled to do. And so investing often is the component that unlocks mm. people's giving themselves permission to do it. Like I've now solved the equation that it cost me X dollars to live my life. And I now have passive income that exceeds that amount of money. So now I can be intentional, but we can be intentional before that. But what I really want to highlight are people that live this epic life and then let's model that. So what are some of these cool trips and these cool experiences that you guys have done as a family? Yeah. And and one of the things that we've really landed on, and we're constantly refining our own message, right? Like, and by the way, it's kind of interesting as the guy who helps everyone else with their own message. I need help from people I trust. But what Melissa and I've really landed on lately with family brand is that everything that family brand is about is three things. One, helping families intentionally grow together. Two, living this amazing life of adventure and possibility. And three, creating relationships that last. So that middle, when you're asking like adventure and possibility, it's like when we told everyone we were going to sell everything we own and move to Hawaii, 
this was uh, August of 2020. We decided by December of 2020, we'd sold everything we own and moved. Wow. And everyone was like, how could you do this? Like, what? Wh- why would you do this? And people were blown away by our answer because our answer was always the same. It's like, it just called to us. Yeah. We felt called because one of our values is Smiths are adventurous. And we've said it enough to where we're like, well, let's be adventurous. And it just called to us. And then the question's like, well, how did you do it? And it's like, you just go. Like you commit to it and you make it happen. And there's, there's that whole quote about commitment. When one definitely commits oneself, things start to, like commitment moves the world, right? Like yeah. commitment creates this black hole that then pulls things into your vortex, right? Yes. And then we, we had someone who kind of challenged us one time. was a little bit like, almost like telling us we're irresponsible. And they go, well, what do you think life is? One big adventure? And my wife and I look at each other and we're like, yeah, yeah, actually we do. <laughs> but I hadn't even thought That's about awesome. it until they asked us that. But I was like, what else is it? Like, you know, Helen Keller, life's either a daring adventure or nothing at all. And that doesn't mean that when you say life's one big adventure, look, adventures require planning. Adventures require intentionality and adventures require sacrifice. Adventures are often hard. So it's not this just like willy nilly. It's like, no, life is what, like life's meant to be lived. And I want to wake up 20, 30, 40 years from now and look back and be like, you know what? We weren't the perfect parents. We weren't the perfect family, but you know what? We lived. And we created experiences and we loved each other. And like, look at what we did. Look at what we accomplished together as a family. I love it. Did you feel like there were certain things that had a grip on you that were like hard to part with? And then at the same time, did you feel like this, this maybe liberation from parting from all the stuff that kind of you buy it and you own it, but it ultimately ends up owning you? Yeah. So like the liberation or sorry. So the things that had a grip on us are the things that I tell everyone like has a grip on you. It's the shoulds, the supposed tos, and the, the expected tos that we don't realize that we just let run our lives from the time. Obviously, a lot of us are children. Like you're supposed to go into this field. You should get this kind of job. You're expected. And I think what, what's happened for us, Justin, is having our family's brand and our values over the years has allowed us to shed a lot of the shoulds and shed a lot of the supposed tos and shed a lot of the expected tos and operate more from a place of what calls to us as a family. Like, who do we want to be? And like, dude, my wife and I, we go on walks most every night. Last night, just on our walk, because we were walking the dogs, she was like, do you remember how much work it was to move our family out to Hawaii and two dogs and all the paperwork? And we were just sort of reflecting on that. We're like, I can't believe we did it. It was hard. It required a ton of sacrifice, a ton of effort. And it was so liberating to be there. And when people ask us, like, what was that year like in Hawaii? We don't have a better word than just, we always say it's just, it was magical. But just, you know, the, I just went on an eight-day trip to Tokyo. Or, well, we went to Tokyo and then we cruised all around Japan with my two oldest boys. And people are like, well, how'd you do that? It's like, you just start realizing you're a creator. You can create anything. You're the creator of your life. You're the creator of all possibility. When, that, when you wake up to that, it's like, well, I can create anything. I can totally go to Japan for eight days and be completely offline and away from my business. Why? Well, because I can create it. And I love like the amount of families that have told us over the years, like, man, Chris, the longest vacation we'd ever gone on is one week. And then we met your family. And then, so the next year we went on two weeks and guess what? Everything was fine. My business survived. And so then the next summer we went for a month and then you just start like edging into it. And then you start realizing you can, like I can work from anywhere in the world. You know, and I know not all businesses have that luxury and it's going to take more, but I think you just start realizing you can do more than you think you can. And look, we're a family of seven. So it's not like it's, it's convenient or simple or, or easy, but you can, you can do it. You can do more than you think you can as a family. I love it. Well, you are a walking billboard for possibility and opportunity and just having the will to make things happen. I love that the Smiths 
are adventurous and having your mantras, having the statements that help define who you are, who your unit and family is, that's powerful. Where can our audience learn more about you and about both Family Brand and Campfire Effect? Yeah, so if you go to the campfireeffect.com or campfireeffect.com, either one of them, and then familybrand.com, we also have a podcast. Justin was just on it, so his his uh, his episode will be awesome. All of you should listen to that. And then a really cool thing that I I tell every family they should do just cuz it's fun and you get this really amazing resource at the end is uh, familybrand.com forward slash quiz. So Melissa designed this really cool quiz that allows you to answer some questions that assess the current state of the culture that's in your home. One of the things you'll you'll find out pretty quickly about Family Brand is we believe culture is everything. Mm-hmm. The culture in your home kind of governs all. Like You can have the most amazing sayings in the world, the most amazing values, but if the culture isn't authentic to it. And so it's a resource to help you create a more intentional culture of belonging and love in your home. So familybrand.com forward slash quiz. Our podcast is called Family Brand. We have a book coming out this year. We just got it to the publisher. Oh, so we're awesome. really excited. It'll be called Family Brand, but I can't wait for that to come out. Well, cool. Congratulations on that. That's uh, Thanks, I know man. writing a book is a huge undertaking. And I just hope more people just dig in and take even more serious what family values and, and having a brand looks like and kind of the legacy that you and your family can have via impact and via just kind of unity and being on the same page. So I love the work that you're doing. Thanks for spending time with us. And I love ending the podcast with a question for our audience. And by the way, I know this is going to resonate with you because you talk about this a lot. So it's interesting because the question I ask is very similar and very much along the lines of, of what you preach cool. in both your companies. And that question is this. So those of you watching, those of you listening, what's one step that you can take today to move towards financial freedom and move towards a life that you truly desire, one that's on your terms that is by design, not by default. Thanks so much, and we'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening to the Lifestyle Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. You can also leave an honest rating and review over on iTunes. Not only do I read every single one, but it also helps me understand what content matters the most to our audience. And if you can think of one or two people who would benefit from this episode, would you mind sharing it with them right now? Who knows? Maybe they'll buy you something nice when they make their first million. If you would like access to today's show notes, including links to all resources mentioned, visit www.lifestyleinvestor.com. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you next week for another episode of The Lifestyle Investor. This podcast is being made available exclusively to financially sophisticated, high net worth individuals capable of evaluating the merits and risks of investments. The material presented in this podcast is not intended to be investment advice or to recommend the purchase or sale of any security, nor is it intended to be legal, accounting, or tax advice. You should consult with your legal, tax, or financial advisor in connection with any material discussed on this podcast. Past performance is not indicative nor a guarantee of future results. Certain materials discussed on this podcast may have been prepared by third parties, which have been obtained from sources that we believe to be accurate and current. However, we make no representation or warranty as to the accuracy, completeness, or currency of such materials.